Today is a very special day for me because not only am I getting to baptize a disciples class, I'm getting got to baptize my own daughter, which is uh, uh, harder than I thought um, and very meaningful. Um, doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we were standing here dedicating her back in 2009 into the church. And so all the parents here can attest with me that time does go by very quickly. Um, and so to Montgomery and to all the other class members, uh, I want to speak on behalf of every family, every mentor, uh, Reverend Justin, Miss Abby, all the ministers, the elders of Woodmont, and saying congratulations. We are so proud of you, and we are so happy for you. And we can't wait to keep watching you grow in the years to come. Baptism is a big deal because it signifies a big decision that you've decided to follow Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. Uh, baptism is the first step on a long road. And so today what I'd like to do is, is take just a few moments to share uh, from the heart some advice uh, to our newly baptized, to our young Christians. I want to talk to them honestly about the importance of today and what the future of their Christian journey has in store. And so I have five basic pieces of wisdom that I wanna leave them with today. And I hope the parents will talk to them about this as we move forward. The first is this, the Christian life is first and foremost about having an ongoing and personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And that relationship is bigger than any denomination, bigger than any church, politics, or anything else that organized religion can bring with it. And everybody's relationship with Christ is different. It's not the same. Many Christians are guilty of getting so caught up in theology and creeds and doctrine and fighting over social issues, uh, getting mad at other people. Uh, they often neglect the most important thing which is knowing Jesus and allowing him to change your life every single day, to change the way that you think and the way that you act, to truly understand what it means to be a Christian, to follow Jesus. You first have to understand the nature of Christ and what he was all about. What did he teach? How did he treat others? What was his ministry about? What were his priorities? What was most important to him? What does it mean to bring the kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven, like we pray in the Lord's Prayer? Why does forgiveness matter? Why is it essential? And so as Christians, the way that we know God is by knowing Christ, and we must nurture that relationship and grow in it every single day. It's a lifelong relationship, and it's the foundation for all of our other relationships. My second piece of advice this morning is that Christianity is centered and grounded in love. But love is not as simple as it sounds. Paul writes, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Love is not always easy because life is difficult. The human condition is complex. Love is not always convenient. Love is an intentional choice that we make. Remember the greatest commandment. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he gave the second commandment and love your neighbor as yourself. He says on this, hang all the law and the prophets. 
If you can love in life, you can't go wrong. You might get hurt, you might get burned, but you can't go wrong. In the book of 1 John, it says we should love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. And the love that I'm talking about must be evident in the way that we live and treat other people both strangers and the people that we care about the most. And remember, love must include forgiveness, practicing forgiveness on a regular basis, because if we don't forgive other people who have hurt us, and if we don't let them forgive us, then we will carry too great of a load. Paul writes to the Corinthians these words about love. He says, love is patient and love is kind. It's not irritable or resentful or arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. Love is not just a noun, my friends. It's, it's primarily a verb. It's something we do. And Christ came to teach us how to love, and we will spend our entire lives trying to do just that. Third piece of advice. Christianity requires and demands ongoing commitment and sacrifice. And this includes generosity supporting the mission of the church. Today is our commitment Sunday. These young folks are making a commitment to follow Jesus and as a church, we're making a commitment to support Woodmont for another year. It's actually very fitting if you think about it. The church can only do what we enable it to do. One of my biggest fears about Christianity, and I've had this for some time, 21st century Christianity in America is that it will become a religion of convenience and not of conviction. It will become a religion that affluent people squeeze into their schedules whenever time allows, but it will frequently take a backseat to so many other things. And I fear that because that's what I see happening more and more. Rapid secularization is a challenge to faith. And guess what? The pandemic that we just went through didn't help things at all. Many people are not worshiping like they used to. Part of the sacrifice that I am talking about includes reading your Bible and praying every day and serving others and forgiving others and giving your time and your money, going to worship, being in a small group. And these things must be intentional practices or disciplines. You cannot be a Christian by yourself. It happens in a community. The baptisms happened in a community. We are here to support each other. And and, and for that to happen, we have to be committed to actively participating in the community. What does it mean to grow spiritually? That's a great question. I go back to Galatians where Paul says, here are the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We must be honest and ask ourselves, how are we doing in these areas? And which ones do we need to work on? I do believe that the pace of our lives threatens our ability to be spiritual. And if we don't take the time to be still, to be quiet, time for, to reflect, to nurture our faith, then our ability to connect with God will be taken away. We will run ourselves into the ground and be distracted the entire time. Faith requires commitment. Spiritual growth requires commitment. Fourth, I believe Jesus calls us 
to be around people and to serve people that are not like us and that are less fortunate than us. In Galatians, Paul writes, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. There is no longer Republican or Democrat. There is no longer rich or poor. There is no longer, you fill in the blank. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Christ constantly pushed the social norms of his day. He associated with people that were considered outcasts and sinners, and he calls us out of our comfort zones to be around and to serve people that are not like us. And Jesus said, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it unto me. Maybe it's building a habitat house. Maybe it's helping with flood relief. Maybe it's volunteering at Fall Hamilton Elementary or going to Guatemala or going to Haiti. Whatever it is, we're called to serve and to help those who are in need. Because we seem to be drawn to people that are just like us, we have to work against that and make sure that we understand the importance of being around people who are different. It takes effort. It takes intentionality. It takes getting out of our comfort zones. But it's a very important part of being a Christian. It's breaking down barriers of race and class, breaking down barriers of politics and ideology, and serving the least of these cannot be overlooked. Lastly, this morning, my final piece of advice to our disciples class. Like I said on Easter Sunday, the Christian faith involves living our lives with an Easter mindset, which includes living out the Great Commission, to go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize them, to teach them about Christ, to teach them what he commanded, and then he makes us a promise. He says, remember, I am with you always, until the end of the age. Last week I said there's three ways you can live. You can be perpetually disappointed and complain all the time. You can just be present with your mind elsewhere. Or you can live in the spirit of the resurrection as though Christ is alive in your heart. And that's what baptized Christians are called to do. If your faith is strong and it changes your life, then you will want to go and share it with others and not just keep it to yourself. St. Francis famously said, preach the gospel and use words only if necessary. Live out the Great Commission, introduce other people to Jesus, not just by what you say, but by what you do and by how you live. Let the Christian love in your heart be evident in how you live. So congratulations to the disciples class and to your families on this important day. We're proud of you. We love you. We're here to support you now and in the years ahead. And I promise you are in for an incredible journey full of ups and downs, full of joys and sorrows. And remember, today is only the beginning. Amen.